and welcome back. This is episode five of the Road to Laracon podcast. I hope you've been enjoying what we've been putting out so far. I am joined today by Tailwind UI co-creator, Adam Wathen. How are you, Adam? Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me on, man. No worries. Thanks for joining us. A bit of a different situation this year, not having to give an actual talk on stage in Laracon, as sad as that is. Yeah. Yep. I should still be good, though. The online ones always go well. Yeah, well, you've had a bit of experience with that in years gone by with Laracon Online as well. You you, mm-hmm. you skipped this year, though, didn't you? You were heads down yeah. on Tailwind UI. Yeah, yeah. Didn't do it this year because we wanted to get Tailwind UI done. And Ian Landsman said, I don't want you to speak if it's going to delay Tailwind UI because he wanted it. So, <laughs> Yeah, um, he was he was pretty keen on it from what we saw on Twitter. Yeah. Cool. I think we ended up launching it the day of Laracon Online. Right? Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it was about the same day, yeah. And yeah, that was that so. was coincidental or just how it washed out really? That was just completely coincidence. Yeah. Cause we were just totally had horse blinders on, not paying attention to anything else anybody was doing. <laughs> um so it was a good thing that I wasn't speaking the same day. Yeah, yeah, that would have stressed you out. Mm-hmm. I know I know how you get on launch days. Yeah, it's a busy day for sure. Cool. So I think we've had some fairly tame music on the podcast up until this episode. And for those of you who may not be aware, you have a a typically brutal taste in music. You like the really, really heavy stuff. And you have got three songs for us today. Tell me a little bit about this first one. All right. So the first track is Left Hand Path by the band Entombed, which is uh, kind of like a very highly regarded old school Swedish death metal band that kind of pioneered uh, an entire genre with like this album, Left Hand Path and Clandestine, which is the album that came after it. And now there's like this whole heap of bands that who came out in the last like 10 years who are trying to like recreate this, this sound that these guys were doing in like 91, 92. So um, I kind of slept on these albums for a long time and only really got into them like maybe two years ago. But I still listen mm-hmm. to like both of them every single week. And lately I've been like listening to those first two albums on repeat, like constantly just while working, just as background music. Um, yeah. So I thought I, I thought I would bring those ones up. So they're just like it's pretty heavy for sure. They're an old school death metal band, but it's not yeah. as heavy as some stuff that I could have suggested. So yeah. It might be uh it might be more accessible than some of the stuff I could have suggested, but it is yeah. still pretty, uh, uh, pretty heavy stuff. So it is, it is, it's heavy. Like the sound, the music is heavy, and you know, there's a lot of the the growl. I guess it's called in in death metal mm-hmm. in there, and it's not typically what I would listen to. And and usually when I hear the growling, I kind of turn off. But <laughs> it's it's not too bad. And I've 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 stumbled upon the the Swedish stuff every now and then over the years and um yeah it's it's interesting look i'll I'll let our listeners have a have a listen and see what they think for themselves So I'd, I'd be interested if what you think in that, give 
give us a shout out on Twitter at Michael Dorinda if that's <laughs> something that interests you or scares you or or makes you feel something at all. So you, you mentioned that this is that that you have been listening to that recently in the background. Is it is it normal that you would listen to that kind of music? Does it do you find it distracting or because it's something that you listen to so often, it's something that kind of just fades into the background? Um I used to go for I used to not listen to music at all while working for years because I did find it distracting. And then I started finding some stuff that helped me sort of kind of like get into the zone. And um, typically it's stuff that's a little slower and a little bit more like droning almost in a sense. Like there's this band Neurosis that I listened to constantly while I was writing like the first book that I put out. And writing is very hard if there's like words and lyrics that you're hearing, they're distracting you, right? Yeah. Even worse than coding. But they were, the music is like just so slow and the songs are so long that it's just kind of just like a soundscape in the background more so than like something Mm -hmm. with like lots of different surprising things happening that are kind of like catching your attention. So these albums I've been listening to recently are not quite the same as that, but they're also not as sort of fast and crazy as some of the other stuff that I listen to that really would be harder to to actually work against. And yeah. I think just listening to something so many times that it's just like burned into your brain, you you can listen to it a lot more passively too. So I think that's yeah, why I end repetition. up listening to the same stuff just on repeat, 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 mm-hmm. because you're not listening to it trying to like find new things that are interesting about it it's just like it's it's just this constant that's already like part of your psyche you know what i mean yeah Um, it's it's just like you grounded like the sound of rain yeah after after time exactly (laughs) so we're moving on to our second song then tell us a little bit about this one and maybe how it's similar or different to the the previous track okay so the next song is behind these walls by a Canadian hardcore band called No Warning. So I picked this one because um, it's kind of fun to pick a band that's local. So they're from Toronto, which is like an hour away from me. And Mm -hmm. uh, they were, they ended up being like a really like cult hit band in like the hardcore scene. And it's cool that they're from like, you know, the local area. So I don't listen to that, that too much when I'm working, but I do have like a home gym and like to mm. lift weights twice a week and that's the sort of thing that i'm always listening to uh when i'm working out because that's a lot more it is more aggressive than even like that entombed mm-hmm. al- album even though the entombed album is like heavier and darker and more sinister but uh these hardcore bands are a lot more just like they make you want to lift heavy weights you know what yeah, I mean? there's like a, no other way it's to definitely put it. yeah it's definitely a bit more thrashy and i can see yeah. myself listening to this while i was while i'm in the gym yeah get a good rep cycle out of this as well and then because yep. it's because it, it it hits hard and fast in the in the intro and then it and then it slows down into like a a half beat 
yeah. or a halftime sort of thing where you could sort of take your rest and then it goes back into it again. So I can definitely see it being useful for for, for lifting weight. Yeah, good stuff. So you, for those of our listeners that, that may not be familiar, you in high school, I guess, was when you were in a band of your own. You still play the guitar now? Yeah, not as much anymore. I still have like my little micro rig behind me that you can probably see on the camera in the corner mm-hmm. of my office with a couple of my guitars and stuff. I'm going to try to pick it up every couple of days for 30 minutes or so, trying to get a little bit more into it now than uh, I was in the past, which is why I set everything up again. But haven't played in a band properly since since I was probably 20 or 21. So I guess mm-hmm. like t- almost, yeah, 12 years now. So uh be fun to do something like that again one day but uh one day yeah yeah it's always it's always something different to um you know it's one thing to listen and have a passion for listening to music but it's another thing entirely to to play to to be on a stage to be in front of people and it's like a different kind of being on stage than than speaking because you know when you're on stage with other musicians and you're performing whereas i guess speaking to an audience about programming is I mean, it's 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 easy it's easy to see that that's a huge difference. In, yeah, yeah, in audience yeah. Participation, it's hard to, I suppose. I think the biggest difference is just that with speaking, it's um, you don't practice speaking like the same way that you practice playing a song. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you pr- you practice playing a song five hundred times at least before you ever go and play it on stage. You mm-hmm. know, but no one that I've ever met has ever practiced a talk. 500 times you know yeah. there's definitely lots of people who practice them more than i do but my talks are usually a lot more uh, very more much more like bullet point level before i mm-hmm. actually go and give the talk whereas like a song there's no bullet point version of a song at least in the types of music i play like you have to memorize every note note for note <laughs> right yeah so in a lot of ways it's a lot a lot less intimidating to perform on stage than it is to give a talk on stage because the likelihood of you being unprepared is like so much closer to zero <laughs> yeah that's exactly up right. on something but um yeah a lot different it's funny too because so many uh so many musicians are are introverts and people who are who would be terrified of public speaking but when you get to go up on yeah. stage and do something that is the same thing that you just sit at home in your bedroom doing for hours and hours yeah you get this confidence that you would otherwise not really get so it's it's kind of an interesting experience for sure yeah definitely all right. Well, let's move right along to your third and final track and tell us a little bit about this one. This is probably a band that more people would be familiar with and one that you've yeah. seen a couple of times recently <laughs> live. Yeah, yeah. So the last track is Ghosts of War by Slayer. And Slayer is like my all-time favorite band, I would say, um, since I was like 10 years old, basically. And uh, this is sort of like a more obscure Slayer song, but um, has probably mm-hmm. my favorite riff of all time. And the little breakdown in the middle, there's this like really evil guitar riff that just like makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up every time I hear it, <laughs> it's even still to this day. Nice. Um, I've only seen them play it live once, which was a bummer. And it was in France. I went to France for Hellfest, which is this giant like outdoor camping metal festival Uh, i went there in 2008 and 2010 and i think they played it the maybe the second time i went i can't remember Mm -hmm. and the bump the worst part about it is i didn't even watch them play it i was like at the campground getting loaded and i could just hear it (laughs) because like from the field across the 
kind of the road where you come in. So that was kind of a bummer that I didn't actually get to uh, experience it the way that I wanted because I caught the beginning of their set and I could tell that funny thing about this band is they have like, there's so many, there's a few different eras that they've existed in. And when I saw them this time, it was right towards the tail end of like, I think it was the original four members and you could tell they're just like phoning it in at this point and just not into mm-hmm. it at all. And the performance yeah. was like half-assed and they were playing all songs that you've heard a million times. And it was just like, uh, this is sort of like disappointing. But then I saw yeah. them again a couple years later after they're like one of their founding guitar players died from uh, like alcoholism related stuff. Yeah. And they had a new guitar player who was just like really pumped to be able to play these songs to do this and and sort of breathe new. this new yeah. life back into the whole band and it was like one mm-hmm. of the best times i'd ever seen them but yeah i ended up going to uh la last november i flew there just to see the very final slayer concert of all time because they decided to <laughs> finally pack it in yeah and hopefully they actually pack it in <laughs> yeah um, yeah you don't wanna yeah, we I had don't a, need we've a reunion got an artist. tour yeah no, we we've got an artist i don't know if you probably this is definitely not your type of music. We the got Wiggles? A guy is called that who? John Farner. <laughs> John Farnham, and he's had his like farewell tour. He's he'd have to be in his seventies now, and he's had like fifteen farewell tours over the years. So yeah. yeah, you don't you don't want that. You want to just go out. I mean, Iron Maiden's a band that I hope that just goes on forever because I've seen them three times now, and they always play like obscure songs at all of their events and it's it's so much better than like obviously they're going to play the classics but they're going to play obscure like yeah deep cuts that you haven't heard and you mm-hmm. need that especially from a band that's been around for so long how old is like bruce dickinson now because i can't imagine that he's going to be able to do what he does when he's it's like incredible. 75 <laughs> it's incredible that he can do it now considering that you know he went through the cancer treatment and the, the fact that he still sounds good yeah. through everything and he's, he's always he's running around the stage climbing up staircases and... i get tired watching him yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've only seen them once Bruce i saw them i don't remember when it was i think i saw them with like motorhead uh yeah probably 15 years ago or something yeah. pretty good show he's only 61 and that were due to play here in may but that's obviously not going to happen now mm. so yeah anyway i'm gonna cool. play us out with some slayer Thanks very much for taking the time, Adam. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. We have no further details on when Laracon US will go online. I assume it will still be around July, but once we have that information, we will make that available. I'm sure you'll have heard about it through Laravel News or on Twitter, and we'll definitely let you know on this podcast once that happens as well. See you next time. 